Hello, and welcome to Harp Column Podcast, taking you behind the stories in Harp Column from a practical harpist's perspective. My name is Christina Finch, and I will be your guide to all things harp. Music for today's episode comes from the album Play by the Pacific Harp Quartet, reviewed by Allison Young in the January-February 2020 issue of Harp Column. Today's episode features the harpist from that Hawaii-based ensemble, Megan Bledsoe Ward. If this is your first time hearing of this group, let me be the first person to welcome your ears to this sonic adventure that is Pacific Harp Project. Now, Megan is a dear friend of mine, who I could brag about all day, but you'll see that her passion speaks for itself. I asked Megan to share how the new CD came to be titled Play. When I started this project, I had a lot of ideas about what I wanted to get out of it. The more that we played together as a group, the more those ideas kind of got tossed away. We were able to achieve this feel of just complete freedom when we're playing together. It's like that idea of flow, but elevated times 100 because it's just so much fun. Like we would end a concert and just be beaming because we had the greatest time playing together. And so when I was thinking about titles for this album, I was trying to capture that feel. And ultimately we thought, let's just call it play. It feels like we're on stage just goofing around. Like if you're just in your living room with your friends, goofing around with words or playing a board game or whatever, just having a completely free and fun time, just happens to be on stage musically or in the recording studio. Has any of the music you've heard so far sounded a little familiar? If you've listened to their first CD, you'll know that one thing the Pacific Harp Project is known for is taking music from solo harp repertoire and adapting it to live within their ensemble. Unsurprisingly, it's Megan that makes all of those arrangements. So I asked her how she chooses which harp music to adapt. When the group started, I was really inspired by people like Bill Evans, who were taking French Impressionist classical music like Debussy. As harpists, a big bulk of our canon is French Impressionist repertoire. So for so long, harpists have been playing, playing jazz tunes, and some of it just doesn't really work on our instrument. It's just really difficult. And we have this really big hurdle to overcome just to play the tune, much less improvise over it and say something about it. So I thought, you know, why are we setting ourselves up for all of these challenges when we have pieces in our repertoire that work for our instrument that we are comfortable with that we could potentially bring into a jazz collaboration, improvise over and say something with in the same language. And so I kind of departed a little bit from the French Impressionist stuff to thinking, okay, what if we became a little bit more esoteric? Things like Salzedo, really playing with different timbres, different effects. One of my favorite Salzedo pieces is Scintillation. But there's so many gems of ideas in this piece. I couldn't just do one Scintillation piece. So I chose five different little vignettes in Scintillation, little ideas, either orchestrational ideas, melody and harmony ideas, sound effect ideas. It's a little bit different in each vignette. That cool glissy section in the Salzedo, I kept 
really the same, but I turned it into an accompaniment figure and wrote a new melody over it for a vibraphonist and let him improvise over the top of that. It kind of turned into this beast of its own, but it really just opened the door for new ideas, especially new sounds. <laughs> There's a lot of improvisation using purely sound effects, and that's just so much fun when you bring a lot of people into the group. The most difficult thing about recording that piece was not laughing in the recording studio because our vibraphonist was like throwing his mallets up against the door <laughs> of the studio to get the sound effect, <laughs> and it was it was hilarious and. So so much fun. I really like to do kind of iconic harp pieces because they mean so much to us and personally I know them so intimately that I feel like I have more of a perspective and something to say on the piece. The handle was always in the back of my mind as a piece that, wow, that's just such an iconic one. If, if anybody knows one harp concerto, it's the handle. However, the handle is written in a classical form. The, the sonata form is so perfect that I thought, oh gosh, I just can't, I can't mess with it. Anything would just tear this piece apart. And then finally I thought, okay, just for fun, what if I embrace that? What if I just flip everything on its head and any consonants, I just turn into a dissonance. And so I took the, the very first opening B-flat, beautiful chords, and I wrote the rest of the band a half step off. I'm always a little bit nervous that the purists out there are going to just hate the piece. And I understand that. It is a beautiful piece as it is originally written. But um, it was sure fun to play this way. So when I brought it to the band with all this dissonance, I told them in those opening B-flat, very dissonant now chords, I wanted it to sound like you were throwing a drum set down the stairs. <laughs> I, think, I think we achieved that a little bit anyway. find yourself wishing you could play Megan's music, but you don't have access to four world-class jazz musicians like she does? Worry not. Megan is also a composer that has written for harp in both solo and chamber settings. Her music is accessible, whimsical, challenging, and above all, beautiful. She's currently working on a piece that I think is just too cool not to share. This is not typically how classical composers start their stories about composition, but I came across this Instagram account by someone named Lord Birthday. I don't know if anyone has heard of this. If you haven't, you should absolutely go look him up on Instagram. He draws these cartoons and writes little vignettes that are ridiculous and hilarious. And there was one on there called How to Be a Human Being that was ridiculous and hilarious, but also so beautiful and poignant and so I read this and I thought, this has to be a piece of music. So first thing I did was contact the author and he was very kind. He got back to me right away and gave me permission to use his text. So I thought about it and realized I think the best setting for this will be to do a seven movement piece, one for each of the, the seven little vignettes that he wrote in his cartoon. 
for harp and high voice. Funded in part by an American Harp Society grant, Megan is planning on creating a consortium to fund the remainder of the project. If you're interested in learning more about this or any of Megan's other projects, you can visit her website that'll be linked in the notes for this episode. Many thanks to Megan Bledsoe Ward for joining us today. The Pacific Harp Project's second album, Play, features Megan Bledsoe Ward on harp, Noel Okimoto on vibraphone, Todd Yukumoto on soprano saxophone, John Hawes on bass, Alan Ward on drums, and features vocalist Jamie Jordan, soprano saxophonist Alan Wan, and taiko master Kenny Endo. The review for play by Allison Young can be found in the January-February 2020 issue of Harp Column. To learn more about Harp Column, please visit www.harpcolumn.com and subscribe today to gain access to current and past issues, as well as a lot of great web content. My name is Dr. Christina Finch, and we at Harp Column hope that you have a spectacular week. Thank you.